before we start this episode, we'd like to take a moment for something a bit more serious than our usual content. You may have gathered, though we've never said it out loud, that we call our listeners and our community members the friends of the show, and that's not just an idle term. All of you truly are our friends, and we are so happy, so proud, and so deeply moved to have all of you in our lives. Thank you. That said, one of our dear friends recently suffered a devastating personal loss, and Rob, good buddy, please know that we are here for you, for anything you need, at any time. Each of us has also lost someone close to us, and while we aren't able to know exactly what you're going through, and while it really doesn't make the hurt any less, we can relate in some way. You're in the bomber's thoughts, Rob, and we're sending you all the positive vibes we can. You have the full support of the Bombers community, and to that community, to all of our friends of the show, same goes for you. We love you. Stay bombastic. Tonight on Bombers, Spiegel samples food from local pizzeria. Piddle flip-flops on whether he is going to buy a sex box. Zyber brags about having a significant other, probably. And Deg gets drunk on life. All this and more on Bombers, tonight at 8. Sir Mobster, perhaps this is a weird man who was in the shit at Sir Mirning is in the foam state. No weird man, no gas, no gips, or mass, no gips, or death, no gips. Thank you for that wonderful intro, Doug. I am your host, Piddle, bomber number two. With me, I've got bomber number 666, Doug. What? That's new. Bomber number one, Spiegel. Yo! And uh, bomber number zero, Zyber. Why am I not six six six? That one, that one makes way more sense. Are are you evil? Have you met him? Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah, I yes. Have. Oh. <laughs> he he strikes me as the least evil of all of us. Actually, that would probably be uh, that would probably be Spiegel. I am um, definitely so- the least evil. In fact, I'm so good that I would suggest that going forward, all of you lovely listeners. Just go ahead and put the intro of the podcast on at two times speed. It'll get over with two times as quickly. I happen to know for a fact that uh, Spiegel is bad at being bad. I have a friend who literally listens to music at 1.25 speed. For what? I mean, isn't that like night? It makes uh, Taylor it makes Taylor <laughs> Swift's new album very listenable to listen to it at that speed. I will say that it's a, that album's a banger at 1.25. It's even better at three times the speed. Everything's like a polka. Yeah, that's what I should do for album of the days. Instead of taking maybe an hour next of my time, time someone decides to suggest a 27 track long violin concerto, uh, oh we can God. play that at three times speed. I loved that album. I don't don't you? I did great. too, but I don't have time to to listen to twenty seven tracks. It's just it's too long. I'm sorry. You just put it on in the background. What happened? Yeah. No, just... I like to listen to the music. I like to really focus in. I think I had a, a good contribution this week, but at any rate, let's get started. Uh, we've got another great episode ahead of us. Lots of new Xbox stuff to talk about. Um, Ugh. And I'm excited to hear about the very first thing we're going to talk about: drinks and foods. Spiegel, what is a papadia? Is that is that like stadia for no for food? Well, kind of. Uh, in a way, it's it, the the first of all, it is the Papa John's papadia. It's been a while since we've done a drinks and foods, so here's how this goes, guys. Basically, drinks and foods is a segment where we review foods and drinks. Uh, and uh, today, I had the. 
Papa John's Papadia, which... What? Spiegel, I'm going to interrupt you okay. real quick. Did you save some of that papadilla to eat so that we can get that pleasant mouth sound for our misophonia people out in the audience? Because that is part of or drinking at least food. No, we are supposed to consume on shit. No, uh, I did not save any of it, but it, it, I'm going to mime as though I was eating it right now into the mic. Okay, this is what it would sound like if I was eating the papadilla. <laughs> Foley work is spectacular. I'm hungry now. Hey, I'm hungry. My professional voice actor, ready for work. Just tell me when and where I'll be there. Right here, right now. Oh, no. Okay. So tell us about Who this, would you like me to do an thing? impression of? I'll do it right now. Do an impression of you telling us what the papadilla was like. Uh, well, first first thing I'm going to do an impression of is, so many of you maybe don't even know what the heck a papadilla is. And, and frankly, I don't feel qualified to tell you. So I'm going to do an impression of the commercial telling you what a papadilla is, okay? <laughs> Introducing papadillas. Part pizza, part sandwich, all delicious. Okay, we need to stop right there. First of all, there is nothing pizza about this. Okay, it is a, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different types, but there's no like pepperoni and sauce. Like there's no standard pizza ingredients. Like you got the buffalo one, you got the Italian one, uh, which might have pepperoni. You got the Philly cheesesteak one, which is the one that I got. But this is not a pizza. This is a case, this is a freaking quesadilla. There's no, there's no getting around it. Yeah, you know, Pizza Hut used to have sandwiches that were pretty similar, except that it was an actual sandwich. Those two separate Yeah, and breads. then they got rid of them because who goes to a freaking pizza place to get a single purchase item that only you can eat, like a sandwich? Nobody... You could get a wedgie, man. which is just a pizza folded in Nobody half. is going to Papa John's and saying, well, you know, I don't really feel like a pizza today for me and all my friends. I'll just pick up 10 papadillas. That's not a thing that ever happens. So these are sandwich size because I was picturing like an actual like pizza sized thing. This is just like hoagie sized. Yeah, it's not very big at all. It, I mean, it's if you've ever gotten the uh, quesadilla from Taco Bell, which of course you have if you're listening to this, uh, you know what this thing looks like and the size and everything. It is a it, it says it's a flatbread style sandwich made from original fresh dough filled with our real meats, veggies, and cheese. Okay, this is the Papa John's line on this. Okay. I hate for fake veggies. I hate, I hate unoriginal fresh dough. I would hate their dough to be a copy of some other crappy pizza place's dough. Yeah, like Papa John's. Ooh. They copied their own fresh dough. Anyway. Crap. Okay. Do you, hold on. Do you remember years ago when Papa John's commercials were like now made with real cheese? No. <laughs> that was that was a, a thing that they advertised. It's like, what were you making it with before? All right. They're probably making it with their dough. So now to the review, okay? So I, I've been seeing this thing on TV for quite some time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm hungry. I can spare about 1,000 calories, which is about how many calories this freaking thing is. I'm going to go get a papadilla after work, and I'm going to review it on Bombers. So I order the Philly cheesesteak uh, papadilla, which is, of course, Philly cheesesteak type stuff. It's cheese, steak, uh, peppers, and onions, and it comes with a ranch sauce. And um, I I open the box to uh, to take my first bite. It is it, first first impression very crispy, very greasy. Uh, this is probably the greasiest freaking thing I've ever gotten from any pizza place, and I've had some greasy freaking pizzas. This thing is just covered in grease. Instantly need a napkin. 
I, I just open the thing and grease just gets all over my face. I don't even touch it. It's just grease is exploding out of the box. And uh, thanks for the image. It's it's an all right sandwich. Um, but I just again, it just begs the question: Who is this for? What is it for? I go to Papa John's. I'm getting a pizza. I don't want this kind of mediocre Philly cheesesteak imitation sandwich. If I'm getting a Philly cheesesteak, I'm getting out of hoagie, man. I don't want a toasted fake quesadilla sandwich Philly cheesesteak imitation bull crap. Give me a pizza. Give so, me a Philly cheesesteak. Don't give me a pizza cheesesteak with fake grease crappy pizza crap. Final final takeaway. Would you order the Papadia again and or recommend it to any of our listeners? Uh, I'll answer the second part of that first. No, I would not recommend it to anybody. Yes, I'd order it again. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Accurate. Well, which, which which kind would you uh, order? I would next? probably get the buffalo one if I do end up getting this thing again. But again, I just don't. If I'm going to Papa John's, I'm getting a pizza. I'm sorry. And I, I actually kind of like Papa John's, which I know is going to make me very unpopular with many people. Unpopular opinion. Sorry, I like crappy pizza. What can I? I like Little Caesars a lot too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh wait, no. Never mind. I Spiegel knows Domino's how I feel about I Little Caesars. Saying. Yeah, the Domino's pizza. Domino's pizza sells papadillas. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, nothing about the papadilla makes sense, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Would they be, would they be, they be domadillas? Dom daddies? <laughs> dom, dom daddies. And there is the name of this week's podcast. Everybody else okay. can just turn the show off right now. <laughs> dom daddies. I'm writing it down. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Zyber. I think it's time for our yeah. bombastic news. Can you give us the all rundown? Right. Well, as a part of our bomb task of news, I once again have to announce that we do have a Discord that you can join and talk with us. Uh, link is in the description of this podcast episode, most likely. You can also follow us on Twitter, where we will announce things every now and then. Uh, you can also follow us on... Or sorry, I should say what the Twitter thing is. It is Bomber Bomber's Podcast, I believe. <laughs> Good pitch. Great. <laughs> you're all you're all fired. You don't get paid, things. but you're all fired. <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitch where Deke and I like to play video games together or separately. Uh recently Deke has been getting into Earthbound. Otherwise we've been playing uh Overcut 2 together. Uh our Twitch is uh this is Bombers. And of course, to run it all up, we do have a email account this is bombers at gmail.com where you can feel free to email us questions for us to answer on the podcast which we are desperately in need of because we would love to have a full episode of just mailbag questions to answer yeah we we have started getting some questions uh great keep them coming yeah not nearly enough to do a whole episode i mean granted we could do a whole episode just on papadillas i feel like but you know you don't want to you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Piddle doesn't like that idea. I can see it on his face. Yep. But it's coming. First episode you miss. All Papadia episode. I'm I mean, gonna have I them mean, all. I'm gonna review. What them I all. would do. What I would do is a whole bombers episode where we go through every item on the Taco Bell menu. We've done that already. Yes. Kind of. I mean, you know, I love this idea. I this is fantastic. You know, I mean, we, should... we basically we've basically done it already. But if we could do a ranking. Ooh. We should rank steak and shake milkshakes. Um, moving on to our big discussion topics for this week. 
Well, let's get started with our game releases because I know there's a couple huge ones. Super Mario 3D All-Stars comes out this week. We just talked about it last week. I can't believe it's already Well, that's here. what happens when you announce a like, game and it releases like a week and a half dropped. later. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. How, yeah. how do they keep it secret for I mean it wasn't a secret, but how do they I, keep it secret for so long? I love it. That's my Honestly, yeah, I'm my not a fan. My favorite thing about Nintendo <laughs> is that they'll get these, and before I get bored, it's already released, so I'm already riding the initial announcement hype. Now, my favorite are the, and you can play this right now. Go download it. Oh, Fallout 4. <laughs> Deg, you are the only person I know. You're the only person Those I know, Deg, so that does not like the video game hype cycle. You don't pay attention to E3. It feels like you barely even watch Nintendo Directs when they come on. Sure why? Don't. Like, why is that not something? Like, why can you not get excited about anything? Are you a heartless well, monster? I mean, yes, but part, how yes. did you get this way? I think part of it, other than just getting old and, and soulless, uh, is the fact that I have you guys. Like, I don't need to watch E3. I listen to Bombers. I get I get bored. You know, you know hey, Cyberpunk 2077 sure is eventually probably going to be a video game that we'll get to play, but that's been, what, two years now? Coming out in exactly. 2077. We're like, hey, how how's um, life treating you on that Metroid Prime Four Blackout? Sh- because well, we haven't heard, we haven't Ooh. seen anything about the game. Blackout's going great, pretty good, and, pretty good. But you know what game we have seen? Spelunky Two, which is also coming out this week. That's a I didn't this Who? week. I didn't even know there was a Spelunky. Who's two. seen Spelunky Again, Two? I don't pay attention. Nobody, none of us care about Spelunky Two at all. N- not a single person on this podcast cares about Spelunky 2. I I've I have played and beat I the, played first the first Spelunky one. and I will not I will not get Spelunky That's 2. A long game, Don't care. It? It's like a roguelike-ish type of thing. I mean it? yeah, it's a roguelike. It takes a while to beat, but you know, it's all randomly generated and not really I that. I think I got it for free on my Xbox 360. Maybe I'm thinking of like Splunker or something. There's like some other Spelunking game. We also have the game that puts PCs, you know, sends them to an early grave, Crisis Remastered. Did you see? I Here's the thing that I did see. The Crisis yeah. Remastered, one of the graphical settings is please hurt my computer or, or can it run Crisis? Yeah, there's, there's a setting like that, that it's called can it yeah. run Crisis? And I think that's, I mean, that type of self-aware stuff is the exact type of uh, approach that Crisis Remastered needs because Crisis is not good, and in order to get people to yeah. play Crisis, you need to be self-aware and funny about it. Because the fact that they're re-releasing this game in hopes that you know this time, this time Crisis is really going to catch on. It's like, what are you doing? I don't understand EA, what I, I, EA is the freaking worst. Did you know that they made a Crisis Three? Like you know about Crisis Two, they made Crisis Three. Where is Crisis oh, hold up. 3 rematch? Hey, I was hyped for Crisis 3. It had frog tessellation. I like that you assumed that I knew that Crisis 2 was a I thing. I like how you assume that frog tessellation is like a real thing and not just like the blast processing of the 21st century. That's just words that Piddle made up to confuse us. This is just a shooter game, isn't it? Yeah. I'm actually pretty sure that was uh, included in their initial trailer for Crisis 3. All right. As a How many Who cares about ray tracing when you've got frog Frog whatever. tessellation. How frog tessellation. Tes- How many uh, voxels can they can they pull up, though? It's all about them voxels. And speaking of uh, 
aquatic How many teraflops do the frogs have? Uh, another one that Spiegel is excited for. This game is releasing this week. I've never heard of it. You've heard of Fight Crab. Fight Crab is a game where you play as a crab. We don't talk about Fight Crab. That's rule number one of Fight Crab is you don't (laughs) talk about Fight Crab. And that is Fight Crab. I watched a preview of that. Well, a preview stream of that. And it it looks like just a meme game. Like, I would not pay money for it. I'll tell you that. I'm more of a Crab Rave kind of guy. Yeah. Crab Rangoon. Are there giant enemy okay. crabs? That's all I want to know. I mean, everything is a giant Dude. when you're a crab. All of your enemies are giant. And you fight other crabs. So. Yes. That's all you need to know. Um, I will do you get to rip off their arms? I will say, uh, I believe you do, and you get to use them as weapons. But um, I will say that it does seem like one of those games that's being made kind of in the vein of an Untitled Goose Game thing, where it's like, where it's so, or uh, or the uh, goat simulator you know, where it's just so instantly memeable that it's going to be popular because of that. And like, that's kind of annoying streamer. game. It's kind of annoying to me. And yes, it probably will be a streamer game. And he just convinced me to cancel my pre-order of fight crab. Thanks, Deg. Yes. You pre-ordered it. No, but I would have. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to be just flabbergasted at you. Fight crab. Well, moving on uh, from our game releases. I can't wait to see Fight Crab at uh, Evo. Smash Bros. <laughs> not- Fight Crab for Smash. Oh my god! Fight Crab, the- ready to fight. I I could see a push, an online community pushing to have it at Evo, but um, what? you know that's that's another topic for another day. Yeah, save that for right the now. Evo episode, I want to talk about which we will never Spiegel. do. Spiegel, you have been collecting old items, old magazines that are dirty. Um, can you describe <laughs> these magazines dirty. for me? Only one of them is dirty, and it's the first one. I, I am collecting uh, old issues of Nintendo Power. I have gone down this road. I went to a uh, a vintage video game dispensary in northern Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. I saw a bunch of old Nintendo Power magazines, and I didn't buy them, but I seriously thought about it. And then I was like, you know what? These have got to have some type of collector's value. So I looked it up, and the first issue of Nintendo Power Worth about 60 to 80 bucks in decent shape. Uh, which leads me to believe, you know what? I need to get in on this as a collector. I need to get my complete Nintendo Power collection. So here we go. I ordered issues 1, 2, and 3 on eBay this week. And they're coming. If if any of the listeners out there have uh, Nintendo Power magazines that are in even remotely good shape, I will buy them off of you. Just tell me. Did you have any other than 1, 2, and 3 that you like already have a hold of so i i was a subscriber during the gamecube era and i want to say that i had growing up uh issues like 130 through like 220 or something around there i remember i got the 200th issue because it had the top 200 nintendo games in it um so i I had i yeah it was a good list um tony hawk's pro skater 2 was on it so you know it was good anyway uh i so i had like 100 issues but they are all gone I don't know where they are, but they are gone. I have a bunch of Nintendo Powers in a box somewhere. I gotta, I gotta go find that and dig. Can them I out. have them? I don't know about that. Can I buy them? I used to really enjoy magazines myself because it's I don't know some, having something tangible to read like that is enjoyable. Even after the internet, I was one of the you know countless millions that got the Game Informer issues. I more miss sort of like the atmosphere of the era in which Nintendo Power was coming mm. out where 
they'd release like the the hints and the cheat codes and back when cheat codes were a thing that were you know a thing in video games and instead of just being selectable dlc options that you could pay to unlock or getting those uh demo discs to me the appeal of the the magazine is sort of the ability to look at it as sort of a video game time capsule almost because you can look back at an issue from 1992 and say holy crap they're making star fox 2 uh or i guess 1993 um or you get real pumped for zelda gaiden like they're making another zelda game for the N64? Yeah, or like oh, man. Or like the clearly or unbiased uh, Nintendo Wii previews of, of that era. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't wait I to mean, play Nintendo Escape from Power. Bug Island. That game's going to be awesome. Nintendo Power does give you the option to, you know, see what the... See what journalists were saying at the time and the editors of those um, magazines. And it's sort of like you right now, Spiegel, listening to old giant bombcast podcasts and talking about how you know 10 years ago they thought call of duty needed to innovate and do something new or it was going to die yeah i'm i got into the 2011s uh recently on the giant bombcast of course giant bombcast my favorite podcast about video games uh, other than bombers of course but uh they, they're talking about the uh the reveal and the release of the nintendo 3ds and uh news just broke that Sony will be releasing a PSP2. So we'll find out how that all turns out. Uh, they they that think that uh, it, they shouldn't just try to make it a super techie uh, almost console because that's not the point of a handheld console. So if Sony does that, you know, maybe the PSP2 will be in some trouble. We'll find out. I mean, I will say this with Sony prepping the PSP2, they're going to take over the handheld market. That's the end of Nintendo. That's it, Nintendo. We're done. Yeah. Yep. You, you saw the damage that the PSP did. The oh, only thing exactly. that Nintendo can do is make sure that they use an SD card as a uh, memory card instead of some proprietary. proprietary thing. Nintendo, doomed since September 1889. <laughs> Speaking of proprietary memory and new consoles, we got a lot of new Xbox information this week for uh the series s was announced um the prices were announced spiegel's already upset about it he he hates it <laughs> and uh so we know series s three hundred dollars uh the series x is going to be five hundred dollars something i personally found interesting and Spiegel hates me for it, is the somewhat of a financing option for either of those consoles. Uh, you can get a Series S for $25 a month for, tw- for 24 months. And the Series X is $35 a month for 24 months. Any thoughts on the pricing, guys? That's two whole years. Zyber, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about those prices? Uh, hold on, let me do the math. Comparing the f- final finance cost versus the upfront purchase. Now, now keep in mind the financing. You get Game Pass Ultimate, you which get, is uh, quote unquote get. 
which is, you know, you get the game You get pass to games, own eh? none of your games. You get to have your games constantly taken away from you when Microsoft decides that they don't want to put it on the store anymore or that the licensing rights are up. And you get to have all your progress of those games completely deleted forever because those games aren't coming back. Forza Horizon 3 is not coming back to the store, and you can't make it because guess what, buddy? Those licenses are up. You know, speaking of that, they're re-releasing Scott Pilgrim the video game. I did see that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, apparently, all the licensing lined up properly for the 10-year. And, I mean, I already have it for both the PlayStation 3 and the 360 downloaded. And I'm probably still going to... Like, if it comes to Switch, I'm going to grab it for It that is for coming sure. to Switch, so I'm definitely nice. getting that. Yeah, I'm getting the Switch version for sure. So, Zyber, did you Enough figure out this those Xbox costs garbage. This is So, this is yeah, how much now. does Game Pass by itself, do we know? Game Pass is $10 a month by itself. Um, Game Pass Ultimate includes Xbox Live Gold, which is also $10 a month. Xbox Live Gold got rid of their yearly option, so you can only get $10 a month or $25 quarterly. Well, you know they're going to bring back that yearly option just at a raised rate. Uh, with nope. some, with some, No, they're bringing it back at some point. They, they want back. you getting Game Pass Ultimate. They, that is why they re- got rid of the year-long yeah, option. Yeah, but they're going to have a yearly option for Game Pass with like all that stuff packed in. It's just not they haven't announced it yet because they're going to try to sell it as like some type of value add when it's more than $60 a year, when it's like $80 a year or $150 a year or something along those lines. You know what I mean? This is all mm-hmm. just posturing. It's all just marketing and just like this whole, <laughs> I want to let the other guys talk, but I mean, th- this whole Microsoft experience at this point is all just being like sold. This is like when you see a sign on the side of the road for like the world's biggest pig or something and you pull over to the, like the local carnival and you see like a pretty big pig and you're like, okay, like maybe that's the world's biggest pig. I haven't seen other big pigs, so I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. So well, you know what this reminds me of, Cyber? Ow! What does it remind you of? Pain. It reminds me of when the Xbox One was first coming out, and they hyped it up with the all digital, and then it has to have Connect connected to it, and has to have to have internet access. at all times. And that was it. That Microsoft was putting their foot down. And then what happened a couple months later? Rolled all that back because it was yeah. a colossal failure because everybody hated it. And yet this time around, I don't see the people upset that this console is going to be digital only for the most, I mean, really, they're going to have a physical option, but the Xbox Series S is $300 and it it has no optical disk drive. And Piddle, I don't think you mentioned there is a rumored third model, which is basically the Xbox Series X. Okay, so first of all, there is a difference between the Series X and the Series S if you didn't already know that. Oh, well-informed consumer. Making my brain hurt. Two hundred dollar difference. Too many letters. It's so, a, I'm. Yeah, the, it's, the it's Series so S confusing is confusing to try to talk about. The Series S basically for is for lower resolution HD gaming. So you're not going to be playing in 4K. It supports 4K, but are you going to be playing in 4K? No. Uh, I think for some people that makes sense. For some people, 4K doesn't matter. The Series X is basically the targeted um, 4K gaming. I think what's interesting about it all is, I'm just going to throw this out there, is Series S games, they also announced, will not support Xbox One X enhancements. 
because the console itself is like two teraflops weaker. It's like sixty six percent of the power of the Xbox One X. So, you can keep track of any of this stuff. You does, have to be a freaking math wizard. What does that even mean for the actual game design and architecture? Like, do you have to code your game to be both 4K and not for it? Like, I don't understand. So, I don't like, know about it basically means this is going to be a nightmare for all developers because they're going to have to decide, okay, we are going to target the Series X and now we have to figure out a way to make it work. On a yeah, console you, that's horribly, horribly underpowered. Right, you don't either have to downgrade it or just not take advantage of the 4K crap. Don't they also have to have them be playable on the Xbox One anyway? Developers, no. Microsoft is taking that stance, but third-party developers can do whatever they want. Well, that's good, at least, because, yeah. Except they'll have to have a game that runs on both the Series S, S and the Series X. And the I mean, PS5, for that matter. I mean, I'm really, curious to see how it plays out. It will play out poorly, I'm sure. Because it used to be like extremely easy to, like for PS4 and Xbox One, I remember hearing that it was extremely easy to get games to work on both. And so it sounds like they went the complete opposite direction again. Here's my prediction. It will be a massive failure and make billions of dollars. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's extremely not worth it to do the monthly thing because... uh You'd be paying six hundred dollars for the Series S or eight hundred and forty dollars for the X Series X. It's almost like humans are bad at contemplating lump sums versus payments over time. Now, here's the thing, Zyber. I'm going to correct you. I'm going to correct you. So you say six hundred dollars for the Series S or eight forty for the Series X. This is correct. However, if you were going to buy the console and get Game Pass Ultimate for two years separately on your own, you will spend. $60 more for the Series S and $20 more on the Series X. Wait, I have a solution. I thought you said regular Game Pass came with it. Uh, it is Don't buy either. Game Pass Ultimate. Okay. And now you haven't spent $300 to $840. I approve yeah. like of It's, it's your still idea. pretty ridiculous that it doubles the price of the original S. Well, there's sunk cost going into the subscription, so it quote-unquote doubles it, but subscription cost, and it's just a mess. Now, it's just a mess. I, just, I know Steve wants imagine, to hate on me. I can't imagine how they could possibly make I this any more confusing for consumers. And to me, th this is... I know you are. Shut up for a second. This is indicative to me of Microsoft's terrible... Cons like consumer friendly like oh we're giving you options but really what they're doing is they're just railroading you into buying the most expensive thing and then tricking you into thinking that the physical the optical disk drive even matters when they've already committed themselves to an all digital future we're talking about five years from now microsoft not releasing any first party games on physical disks and here you are with a 500 dollars like behemoth of a system that like is just sitting there that you can't play physical games on because there are no physical games so it's just the whole thing is just ah it's just a big turnoff for me and and the fact that they're just trying to muddy the water with potentially three different models the whole thing is just gross you know what this reminds me of Reminds me of the Xbox One that had the Kinect that was required to have an Xbox One and you know what no games today use period and you don't need to have for the console at all an Xbox One. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yes, but a Connect. They literally going to be patched out a lot of the Connect support, if I recall Next. correctly. 
that's going to be, you know what the connect of the future is? Optical disc drives. Don't say that. Please don't. It's already basically there. There's so many games that you just put the disc in to install it. It's not actually. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's not even. You're not even installing it off the disc. The disc just has a license for you to go onto the store and install the game. That's what a lot of stuff is these days. I mean, it's true. You've got all these companies, all these third party companies boasting about how they have record sales for their new releases. And you know the games aren't selling more, but they're selling more digitally well so and it's it it's profit as a right record. it's profit when they're talking about net sales right they're not talking about units necessarily or are or are you saying units because i mean profit would definitely uh, i'm be talking a- about i'm talking about like units but they're selling they're selling record amounts digitally but not they're selling quote-unquote copies which is literally every time they get a download of the game that's a sale or a copy sold. Well, it's easy for the average consumer to bu- go out and buy a $30 copy of Madden 21 on the digital storefront instead of going to a Best Buy and paying 60 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it's on sale for because it's $20 cheaper and you don't have to leave the house in the middle of a world situation. So now you're arguing for digital sales? No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm saying that's why that that's why it sells. Like it's an obvious it's an obvious thing for these companies to do. I just hate it because it, it makes it so easy for them to just say, you don't actually own anything that you buy. It, it puts all the power in the in the hands of the, the corporation who is selling That's, you the product. It also stops used sales. That's yeah, Digital Century, exactly. Century Millennia Act. That's it. That's that's what we're in. Digital Copyright Millennia. The DCMA. Yep. I don't know what you're is, saying. You're, you're not buying any any software at all, any music, anything that is not physically in your hand you're not purchasing that thing you're buying a license to run that thing that's what that's the way it's been since the year 2000 basically it's garbage you don't own things you own the right to access things and eventually it'll all be like spotify which i'm sure many of us are using for the album of the day club Spotify, Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff where you don't yeah. own Jackal. You own, you are purchasing the ability to access media. You no longer are owning media. It's one of those situations where consumers like us are getting left behind because we, we're collectors. We want to own things. We want to have ownership and not the constant threat of losing things. And people in our particular uh, uh, demographic are going to start supporting all of those like indie scene things and and the limited run games and stuff like that where it's not the prevailing sentiment of the culture but they are making a stand and saying when you buy this you own it like uh good old games with their drm free downloads and we support that because that's that agrees with our mindset our philosophy and that's just shameless plug if you play on pc if you can buy it on good old games gog.com do it you will own it how is that a shameless plug are you part owner of good old games like what what is going on here you're getting are you getting kicked is there something you, you haven't told me about, about? humble Shh. plug <laughs> that's a uh, uh, hey you know store. how much i love the witcher 3 which is available on good old games gog.com the Along only the place to buy DRM free yeah. games in 2020. What's, Good old games. What's their tagline? <laughs> you know, the very first thing I see on here is Control Ultimate Edition. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good old games has a lot of really good stuff. It's surprising. Um, the widest selection actually... of DRM free games in the universe. It's goodoldgames.com. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somebody send this to them. I want to get that money. 
Oh yeah. No wait. Bombers doesn't have ads. We had an opportunity and we <laughs> we wasted it. We don't do ads. Um, I, I, said do this, I said this. I said this to my. I said this to my coworkers today who are listening to the show. Thank you for listening. By the way, uh, we do not do ads because they were asking if we did ads on the show. And I was like, we no, we don't no. do ads. We just do. We just no. do imp- uh, impassioned ad read like sentiments for companies that we love for no money. That's what we do on this show. It, it, it aligns with our uh, brain love. Have I told you how much I just love? Uh, here we go. Insert air fryers. media here. <laughs> My goodness. Olive Garden. There's one. You know how much I just love Olive Garden? It's just so family friendly. You know what I love so- about Olive Garden? Their never-ending pasta bowl. The never-ending pasta bowl can be purchased at your local Olive Garden for eleven ninety nine. Comes with unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, and all the pasta you could ever want. Only at good old games. Sometimes. And when you do that, be sure to bring your PlayStation Vita <laughs> with your proprietary memory card and your copy of Virtue's Last Reward. <laughs> and you'll win a prize. Sometimes I just want to eat way too much meat. I go to Texas Roadhouse. Texas the Roadhouse. PlayStation Vita. What is wrong the with only, you? The only console on the market that has a special memory card for all your special games because you are special. Only good old games. PlayStation Vita, the only console to have a sensitive behind. Boo. That was my attempt to uh, pull us back on. But uh... How come the Vita didn't do a deal with Charmin Ultra? Because they could have easily done, like, you know, buy a Vita and get, like, a 12-pack of Charmin Ultra for your sensitive behind. Oh, gosh. You know those freaking or, commercials? Or just buy Charmin the, and win a Vita. The bears stupid commercials with the animated bears, and they're like, oh, I left my underwear on the floor. Oh, I don't want to pick it up. You pick it up. And then the wife's like, I want to pick it up. You pick it up. And the kid's like, I'll pick it up. I have a clean butt now. I'm bored of this conversation. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've been trying for like the last five minutes. <laughs> Let's talk about I had four media that we are all consuming. Code Red Mountain Dew for the makers of Mountain Dew. <laughs> And uh, once again, drinking has gotten this podcast completely off track. Completely. Um, Spiegel, I'm going to get started with you. You're really going to let I me talk again after the last like, <laughs> you know 35 what? minutes? I've just capsized this podcast, but let's go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me know about uh, Virtue's Last Reward, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, which I'm surprised you're playing. And that game we spent like 16 hours playing last weekend. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about the, the last one uh, together, I think. But to start off, um, yes, I, I am back to Virtue's Last Reward. I think I said in the last show that uh, I was kind of taking a little bit of a break from it or maybe that I just didn't want didn't to do it. Deg's giving me like a weird hand gesture. Oh, that's, I laughed so much I cried. I was fanning my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so I, I did. Uh, I did play a little bit more of that. I. I think. Um. I think I just needed a little time off. I'd been playing a lot of visual novels. Freaking Cinders ruined everything. Um, oh, but uh, I, I'm starting to get some of the endings in Virtual Asteroid. My God, that game! Like every twist is just freaking bonkers. I really want you guys to play that game so bad. I know we just finished nine nine nine, but Virtual Last Reward is so freaking good. Um, I mean, if you like nine nine nine, you gotta play Virtual Last Reward. Just do it. Just do it. I can use a guide for the elevator, right? Yeah. Use a guide for all the puzzles if you want. Just get that story, man. That sweet, sweet story. 
Uh, let me know about Pirate's Curse then. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you even played a Shantae game. Well, this is actually my first Shantae game, and Shantae is a series that is well-loved by friend of the show, Himaru, and uh, he frequently wears uh, Shantae shirts and, like, you know, just, like, hangs out with his Shantae body pillow. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I kind of wanted to see what all the fuss was all about. And um, it's a good, it's a good platformer. Uh, it's, it's... The frustrating thing is it's like a Metroidvania, Pirate's Curse. Um, the controls are, are pretty tight, uh, but it's just not quite up to that guacamelee, Hollow Knight level of tightness of controls. And uh, I really like the game's personality. has a lot of charm. It's a solid game. I, I wouldn't say it's great, at least not yet. I'm not super far into it. I've gotten a couple of the power-ups, um, like faster hair whipping, and you can... Uh, and uh, your hair whipping gets more powerful, and you can shoot things with a gun. The only no, thing left Shantae can trust is her hair and her gun, so she's got two things. I played a little I bit I have of actually Shantae. played it. I oh, have played Pirate's wrong. Curse. Okay, so does, does it get Wii better? U. Are there more, more power-ups? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's okay. It, it's probably... It's nothing to write home about. I've heard the best part of it is the soundtrack. The Shantae yeah, series I, I, I couldn't tell you a single song from that. I remember nothing from it other than like a few moves. It was it was okay. That's that's it. It's like a three out of five. Solid game. Not great. I think I'm enjoying well, it a little bit more than a three out of five. Because usually a three out of five, I'm like struggling to get through it. And I, I do sit down at night in my bed with my Switch next to my bed right now. And, and I will put, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes into it pretty much every night um, for the last couple of nights. And... It's not something I'm dreading. Uh, it's something that I'm enjoying as I'm doing it. I haven't been overly frustrated by anything. The again, the mechanics are are pretty tight, um, but it just doesn't it doesn't have that. This is so special quality to it, like Guacamelee and Hollow Knight is. And I don't exactly know how to put my finger on that, but some games are just kind of like that. Just doesn't grab you. Not as much Basically. as I feel like it should. Ah. The level design and the world design is not strong enough. No, to, like where things are memorable, and you're like, ooh. I got to go back there when I get a new item. That's a good point. So. I agree with that. Uh, last game, Spiegel, that we played together was Fortune Street. Yeah. The most underrated, best five out of five game that nobody has ever heard of. Dang, and- we- instead, of instead of giving like visual cues, you can say what you feel about the I game. Wanted, I didn't want to interrupt Piddle. I was going to say what he wanted when he finished. I was very excited. This is a podcast of interruptions. Please interrupt you're, at any you're, time. You're an interruption right now, interrupting my point, which was I'm still super excited to maybe try and do some sort of Fortune Street streamy type of play with the fans garbage. Do we have um? Do we have a capture card for Wii games? Because this is a great idea. Um, if you play on the Wii U, yes. Yeah, you can just load it into the Wii U and it and it'll play through the HDMI ah. and you can capture card it Be- on because HDMI. Because Fortune Street not being an action game, you can very easily <clears throat> just say. You know, I want it. I want you to do this for me. Like, it, you know, roll. Okay, I want to buy this. I, I want to look at the board over here. It would be very easy. It would be very easy for one person to do the actions of four people over a video thing. Yeah, I should buy a copy of it so that uh, we don't have to worry about Spiegel being a sp- poor sport. <laughs> well, I am. I'm always a poor sport when I play Fortune Street. Oh my God, the computers and the rubber banding in Fortune Street is just insane. My plan is working. Ugh. <laughs> uh so i have to tell our listeners what fortune street is about because they're probably completely lost at this point we've talked about it fortune street like a hundred times on this show oh yeah you're right we have 
Just Monopoly. It's just Monopoly, Monopoly with stocks. Digital. Oh, it's only like and with stocks. Um, but if you've never played Fortune Street, I would down. say join Spiegel whenever he gets a capture card and uh, join him on stream. Play it with him. It's a great game. No, I'm straight up. I'm on, I'm on eBay right now purchasing yeah. Fortune Street. So <laughs> get him. Uh, Zyber. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I've been playing Hyrule Warriors, which is great because the day after I start playing it, uh, another Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. How gets did we announced. not talk about this during the news segment? By the way, I was how wondering did... that while we were doing the news segment. Drop the ball, Zyber. Who, tell us about the new who Hyrule forgot Warriors. Forgot to put it on there. You did. You, news All of guy. Us. Yeah, I'm just the news anchor. I just read what's given to me. Zyber, tell us about. First of all, tell us about Hyrule Warriors. Then tell us about the sequel. You get to talk about the sequel first sequel quote-unquote yeah so Hyrule Warriors is a Zelda uh, version of Dynasty Warriors which is a really big hack and slash army kind of thingy where you play as basically generals and you go fight uh, an army of the other side there's keeps that you can take control of there's like raid captains you can kill to stop more large amounts of enemies from advancing to your areas and then there's other generals that you can take out and so there's a story which is really fanfictiony and crappy, but you have oh, to get through it anyway. <laughs> it's great. It's fan servicey. Yes. So there's a story. It's interesting. And there's a ton of Zelda characters, especially now that you get the definitive edition. There's a ton of Zelda characters you can unlock and play as, different weapons. You can play as Link on Epona. You can play as Zelda with the Wind Waker baton, et cetera, et cetera. Linkle. You can play as Linkle. And... <laughs> Yes, Linkle with her crossbows. Tingle with his amazing balloons are actually really, really good, surprisingly. I've only played as him recently. Skull Kid with Majora's Mask. Yeah. And then there's just a bunch of adventure modes where you play on a tile version of... Well, the first one is based off of the original Zelda game map. And so you pick a tile, you play it, you try to do certain challenges on it to get items and junk and so that's great it's a great game then the next one is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity because they decided to actually give it a canon story so it's going to be a prequel to Breath of the Wild from like 100 years before it which everybody here is excited about I assume I'm so pumped I have I'm already by Diggs flailing I've already pre-ordered it I mm. Deg just communicates in... through flailing and, and hand gestures now. He doesn't actually really talk to us Not anymore. Not on the podcast anymore. Also, the original Hyrule Warriors is two-player co-op outside of the story mode anyway, so that's fun. Age of Calamity, I think, is also supposed to have two-player co-op, not online. So I really hope so. Yeah, Spiegel, there you go. Uh, co-op game without it being online. Are you planning on getting Age of Calamity as well? I haven't really heard from you. I'm assuming yes, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, is that I was really excited when I saw this, but it, my immediate thought was, oh, no, everyone is going to get their expectations up way too high for this because ultimately it is a Dynasty Warriors game. So let's all pump the brakes on assuming this is going to be like the next great Nintendo project. OK, I mean, Hyrule Warriors, I really liked great game, really a lot of fun. Ultimately, still a Dynasty Warriors game. This does not scratch the Zelda itch that I need to scratch. Where is Breath of the Wild 2? Uh, it, yes, it is very cool that this game is going to have its own story, and it, presumably it's going to bake in a lot of the stuff that we're going to see in Breath of the Wild 2 uh, because, you know, 
they've been working really closely with the Zelda team, supposedly, on this. You know, what's really great, though, are the amount of people that see the news, and they're just like, wait, this is the worst Breath of the Wild sequel ever. I want an actual Zelda game. And everyone's just like, this, this you, is not you, the sequel. Did you read it? Yeah, that's an even dumber, yeah. re- that's an even dumber reaction than getting overexcited, because... Just because this game exists doesn't mean that they're not making Breath of the Wild 2. This is this is kind of like the first Hyrule Warriors. It's just kind of there to hold you over with some Zelda. And I, I hope what it's fan, is, I hope it's fan servicey because that's what this should be. What this is is it is just really great Zelda fan fiction just like the first Hyrule Warriors. And I am so pumped because this is right up my alley with you know, a lot of I know Zyber at least was involved in. And some of our listeners were involved in the Zelda RPG on uh, the IGN boards. Call back to that. Shoot, all way. three of you were, weren't you? And then and then Rob and uh, who else? I was not really. Oh, you no, weren't. He wasn't. Okay, super. I don't think it. so. And then yeah, Rob uh, definitely. Um, Ken, um, who I don't even think listens, but is on the bomber server. But this is the, this is exactly the kind of sto- story that we would be telling in the ZRPG. So I'm just like, so ready. Uh, Gretzko season three recently came out on Netflix. So I got to enjoy that. Um, it's a really great anime it involves a, it's, I mean, it's kind of like slice of life with adults instead of teenagers, which is really nice. And basically there's a girl called Retsko and she deals with being an accountant in an office. And she has a secret hobby of screaming, death metal music basically to vent about her issues and that's not even like the main point of the anime though it's just really i love how you never even brought up the furries oh yeah they're animals that is the main point of the (laughs) (laughs) yes the furry part Uh, you know i've seen a little bit of it and i love how she rages and just sings death metal my favorite part I've attempted to watch the series, I think, three separate times and never made it past the first episode. You should just skip the first episode then. No, season two and three are definitely really good to me, much better than season one, but season one I still thought was really good too. So yeah, I recommend it. All right. Um, I'm just going to go into what I've been watching because it's another animated thing, and that's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Did we? We did this already. Did we? I don't think we did. I think we did. Or maybe it was Death Note. They're all the same. It's anime. Oh, yeah. It was Death Note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. FMA was another one that I got into and still good. Still pretty good. But I really want to talk about AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake, which is the best Metroid game that is not a Metroid game. <laughs> not a Metroid game? Well, not uh, official. It's... Yeah, it's not an official Metroid game. It's a fan remake of Metroid 2. And it is better than the Nintendo remake on 3DS, if you ask me. It plays with the tight controls of Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission. It's just a really good game. It's it's incredible. Um, You don't even need a good computer to play it. I don't know how Nintendo will feel about me talking about it, but... Uh, well, we all know that Nintendo specifically listens to our podcast, so... Yeah, Nintendo, the company, is listening to this podcast right now. It's it's going out... They're all team I mean, meeting. why wouldn't they? It's, it's it's just Mr. Nintendo. Nintendo I can think song. of at least four reasons why they wouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Spiegel, Piddle, Zyber. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about AM2R really quick and suggest 
everybody play it before I talk about this next game How? that I suggest How? nobody play. There was a takedown How? strike issued against it because it's you can it's, still it's find already it. on the internet yeah but you how do you find the it? internet tell me how you just find ask it. piddle i don't know google it uh actually i believe i found google it, it the nintendo through... would take that down don't you think i believe i found it through reddit i just did like am2r reddit and i found a, a a few links that pointed me in the right direction but um just be safe whatever you download out there be aware that you may be infecting your computer with yeah, who knows wear, what. Wear protection. Other game I wanted to talk about, I finally beat it, Spiegel. Finally beat it. <gasps> you saw me beat it. I did. It, it took I, me I like four years. It took me four TMI. years to beat this game. I've tried to play this game. Technically, at it least took you 11 half years. Dozen times. Because you could have played yeah. it in 2009. But you Why? Didn't. Why would I, though? I, I didn't have a 360, and why would I own one? Of course, why would I own an Xbox One? I don't why know. would you own a 360 I, I in 2009? One. That was the system to own in 2009. Yeah, it was yeah. It was all about the PlayStation 3, Uncharted 2. PS3 had um, no games until 2009. It was about the Wii. The, the Zyber with the wrongest take. <laughs> this was the game that went head-to-head yes. against Uncharted 2, Gears of War 2. I have tried to play this game about a half dozen times. I've probably put like 40 hours into the game. Which is way more than anybody should put into that game. And you only have thirty percent of the achievements to show for it. How do you feel about your life? I hate it. And how do you I, feel about Gears of War Two? I hate it. <laughs> you know what? I I should say this. I feel better about my life because I will never touch that game ever again. Mm. So and we. So I, I know that some people might think I'm I'm a little overboard here, and that you know Gears it's a great series, right? No, it does not age well. It does not age well. It is just repetitive and not fun, and everything is just gray. It's like every game on that generation. I mean, Spiegel, did you have any thoughts on it? Because you you saw me finish it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we tried to play this game multiplayer together, uh, maybe like two years ago, three years ago, even. Um, and we got we, how far do we get? We got to like we got about three quarters of the way through, and. It's, I think we got to the worm or something. Yeah, and it's no, we got past the worm. The worm was really cool, actually. I like that part. But anyway, yeah. we, but at some point, I just I put the controller. I'm like, Piddle, I'm not playing this freaking game anymore. I don't like it. I'm not having fun. It's just so. I'll say this: that the Gears series in general is not worth playing solo. I it's. Most I don't even fun know that that's someone. true. I I don't think it's more fun with more people at all. You can't see the entire screen. I don't know. I mean, I mean, this this is Spiegel here. That's also fair, sure. but also, yeah. There's what like five Gears games. They're all the same. It's it's the same game. Are they are, the and I am games? so excited because I own Gears Three and Gears Judgment and Gears Four, and I just cannot wait to actually get to the. Well, Judgment wasn't super great, but Three I think is better than Two about gears tactics leave how about gears pop oh gosh i i forgot that existed wow did that release i don't know i think it did <laughs> who cares um let's talk about something better than gears though which is basically anything hard. that dag has been playing <laughs> even uh hard. even this cafe game that he's been playing what the dag- hell is this pokemon cafe what is this oh that's <laughs> yeah let us know what that is please that's actually a mobile game but it also released on the switch However, it you can only play it with the touchscreen, 
and it literally was functioning as my replacement for Picross because it was free. Isn't it Bejeweled, basically? It's not even as good as Bejeweled. Let's Is it be like Peggle? Frank. It's not even good as Peggle. It's You, like, touch the screen and swirl Pokemon icons around and catch other Pokemon icons with them, and it's just a time waste. That's all it, it is. It it's sounds a mobile like game po- time sink. You remember Pokemon Ranger on the DS where you had to, like, catch the Pokemon? You had Vaguely. to, you know, do, like, the stylus thing on the screen and you, like, scratched it all up because some of the Pokemon yeah. are really hard to catch. Literally, the only reason I put this on here is because I was playing it. I didn't even want to talk about it, but here we are. I mean, now we don't have time to talk about anything else. So how do you no, feel here, now? Um, Bam. The, the, there's one important thing, because our game club for this month, as we previously talked about, is playing Earthbound, and it is my first time ever playing Earthbound, so I have been streaming it on the This Is Bombers Twitch channel, and I'm about, I think, two hours in. It's a good game. Yeah. It was really entertaining, the stream. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. The music, and, and everybody's correct, soundtrack's amazing. The graphics really hold up, very charming. Um, as far as the actual gameplay, I don't think I'm far enough into it to really say anything about it, because I still haven't yeah. even unlocked party members yet. So so you'll come back you next know, week. Judgment with, withheld. Yeah, once you get Muffy, uh, I think the gameplay gets really good. Unlocking Muffin, yeah. Paula, once, you mean... One, Muffin joined Cyber. I don't like and, naming uh, characters non-canon things. Like I get that I get why you'd want to name your party, you know, whatever you want. But I always just name them the default names. I, I feel like I'm the only I person know. that does that. <laughs> it was the worst idea when I re when I renamed Mother Three characters to my friends and family. <laughs> so my first time playing through <laughs> Golden Sun, I renamed all of the characters to like different names, and to this day, I don't know what the characters' canon names are. <laughs> yeah. Isaac, Garrett, the, Isaac, Ivan, or the uh, Mia, Frog, and then Robo, Jake. Yeah. I don't I, know who Isla. That is. So, um, Earthbound. Look forward to more of that. I'm gonna probably by the time this releases, I will have streamed more of it over the weekend. So, so go back nice. and watch that in the past. Yeah, and yeah. then um, I picked up Animal Crossing again for the first time in like a month, and it remains the type of game where if I don't have something to do. I feel like I'm going to drop it. Yeah. So I've been remodeling my island a little bit, but I feel as soon as I finish those projects, I'm probably just not going to play Animal Crossing again until I come up with something new. So The day that your Animal Crossing island dies is way worse than when a family member dies. 